Okay, welcome to the Audion Perspective. I'm here with my friends today. Kojo. Ali. And Patrick. And we have our special guest Patrick with us. I'm Mo. And we're going to be talking today about opportunities in Africa and how we can take advantage of those and what kind of opportunities and exposures we can have to that. Um, just to kick it off, really, I just wanted to throw the question in terms of how would we go about preparing ourselves for opportunities in Africa? Um, what would you guys think to... So, I guess, just from a bit... I guess preparing yourself, I, I would say personally, that you need to be ready for not necessarily a shock factor, but there is a change. Africa is different. Things are done differently to how things are done here. So if you're used to the Western world, you really have to be quite open to some of the challenges that you could face. And it's not a challenge that is a bad thing. It's a challenge that could actually, by, by it being a challenge, could create an opportunity because, you know, a few people might have those kind of issues, if you get what I mean. So something like maybe how long it might take for things to be processed, maybe traffic might be something, maybe getting a place to stay, all these kind of little things that, or maybe even I'm not sure about the type of market, the type of jobs, if you want to relocate, the kind of industry that you might want to go into. So yeah. all these kind of stuff is something I feel like, from my perspective, I'll say. I know there there must be an extensive list, mm. but I think that's what I'll kind of say. Not sure what you um, Well, for me, I haven't been to Africa for a while now, but traveling, recently traveling to um, Caribbean, um, I know it's off topic, but it's an example because we're the same. Um, travel to Caribbean, such as Grenada, um, you need to prepare your mindset, your body, your mental side, your physical side, to understand that when you're going to this, to this country, it's a different, as what Kojo just highlighted, it's quite different. Because we've grown up in this Western, our mentality, when we go there, we do not want to understand them. So we need to understand and adapt with them and adapt quickly with them. Because if you don't adapt quickly with them, you'll find that you'll be struggling to maneuver a lot. Because an example, Western world, where we are, United Kingdom or London, we move quite quick. Traffic, traffic when we're going to work, we're, work, we're walking like 90 miles per hour. But when you go to Africa, it's 10 miles per hour. They take it easy. They get on the business. They go to the business. They they, they work. Their mind process is just different from us. It's not like they're not doing the work or they're not doing the job, but they are doing it. But it's just they don't they don't they don't stress about things. Their mindset is about today. Let's finish today, and tomorrow will come. But we in the Western world, we're so worried. We're too. We're too fast-paced with everything that we do. We do not want to sit back sometimes and relax and then just compose ourselves. But Africa, they take them time because first of all, in Africa, it's quite hot. It's quite hot. So imagine that you're rushing all the time. You can't even to cope up. You can't even to do any of that. And then as what culture just tap into, um, accommodation is one thing that is vital. It's not like here, you will go to, you will, when I'm going to Europe, for example, or Portugal, I can go to booking.com and get uh, accommodation and I know how long I'm going to stay. But in Africa, it's either your family members has a house or 
your friend has a house or someone that you know has a house if you don't have any of those it's really hard because you don't know the currency you don't know your whereabout but there is an but opportunity. Then, but then is it not a case of just booking a hotel then? Because there yeah, are hotels. You can book a hotel. I understand. But then, it. this is part of Africa now. What part of Africa has the facility to, to book a hotel that you can go in? There's lots of African loads, countries yeah. that you go, what? No, but I'm, just, no, I'm just trying to make the, the listener understand. In, yeah, a certain no, part, in certain part of Africa, like Ghana, like Uganda, like South Africa, the, the modernized or the upcoming Africans, region in that they are doing good but in such as country like uh, maybe it's really on my country or like Senegal for example it is there but it's not as open within the internet for example or making your way or someone or your members or your family will know someone how to to help you out about that's what I'm trying to get at because it's not it's not like it's easy but it can be easy you understand so that's what I kind of understand about mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so also just to add on, yeah. I think uh, the first thing for people to do if they want to invest in Africa, from what my brother is saying, the first thing is for people to visit Africa. Yeah. Because um, if you're looking at a continent like Africa from a different perspective, from another continent, from another country, and you've not visited you know, Africa, you're thinking uh, about investment and your notion about infrastructure and all that would wouldn't be you know as accurate. Africa yeah. is very advanced. It's advancing. Africa is a new market. Yeah. Other continents now are choked with competition and all that. Africa is a new market, and the pace at which Africa is running, you know, ten twenty years time, Africa will be the the, the continent to look after. In terms of com- uh, internet. And others infrastructure. They're very fast. So very for me, for me, the first thing anyone who wants to invest in Africa is just to go there, do your own, you know, uh, analysis, see what is there in terms of infrastructure, see what is there in terms of opportunity, see what is there in terms of partnership. Then you can, you know, put together, you know, um, your ideas. One important thing is Africa is not looking for. You know, little investments because people who are in Africa are doing marvelously. Yeah. So investments that we need in Africa are things that will take Africa to the next level. If you go to Africa and want to invest in, you know, um, little little things, you'll be marvelled that people are doing more than that. Yeah. So one, what we need, what Africa needs from people, especially people of African descent, is to gain the necessary knowledge that will take Africa to the next level. And if you have such a knowledge and you go there, you study the environment, you know what is there, you know what is lacking, then you're able to put in, you know, the right strategy and partnership and all that. But if you are, you know, visitors, you just watch what the media says about Africa and you think, you know, there's more to it. In terms of even how people work, it's, it's, it's based on the environment, right? If you take you of London, you have to catch a, a train by a certain time. Yeah. Africa, you have your own car. You have public transport that doesn't take off in 15 minutes, 30 minutes. You understand? Yeah. So that actually shapes the culture there. You understand? Yeah. So if you are doing a comparison, we have to look at the context mm-hmm. yeah. as well. So what Africa needs is investment as, you know, if, if you look world, worldwide. Yeah. If you look at Jap- Japan and other countries that suffered after Second World War, yeah. Yeah. they actually got people to go out there and get the knowledge and bring it back. 
Yeah. For see, they didn't bring you know knowledge that would set up you know a small kiosk uh, shop and employ one or two people. They, they brought knowledge that you know change that could employ and change lives, and that's the sort of investment Africa is looking for. Yeah. You know what? It's so fantastic that you said that because um, that is literally the kind of <clears throat> chain of thought I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Just in terms of previous family friends I know that have gone to explore opportunities in Africa and it really is going there first and like any business even here in the UK you do your due diligence so you check out how things work what the market is like and even if it's just moving there property wise you want to go there and see how the property market is or how the rental yeah. system works and stuff like that um, uh, for example we spoke about how in Africa a lot of the rent payment you pay a year in advance or right. two, two years in advance. Right. Here we do it monthly. You can't be going there with that assumption yeah, that it's the same thing. You're not um, able to live, yeah. yeah. And even, even adding to that, and it's just my personal experience. And obviously I'm someone that goes to Ghana, I do visit Ghana quite a lot. But when I wanted to start business in Ghana, what I should have actually done is that I should have gone and looked at the segment of what I wanted to do to yeah. fully do the analysis work that Patrick just mentioned, to understand the products that I was bringing in. What I didn't do is that I was doing my research, sitting here whilst calling people, checking websites, seeing what is out there. And the products that I ended up taking there, 80% the market didn't want because they wanted a different color. Now, it's just simple as a color of a PC, which, made, which was that detrimental to my business. Because literally, that's how it fell apart. Yeah. So definitely, definitely agree that it's not just someone that goes Africa, so you know Africa. No, no if you're no. actually going into a specific segment, it would be good to actually go there with the mind of trying to understand how that is set up and what infrastructures are there to actually support yeah. that. Totally and I agree. think that, that was one of the reasons for the year of return, for people just to come home, yeah. just yeah. see what is there. Yeah. So it's, it changes your perception and you yeah. know which areas you can take advantage of in terms of investment and all that. Perspectives, different views, one voice. Um, Patrick, I just want to touch into something. Yes. You, um, current right now, you are based in Ghana. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, you, what we're discussing right now to go back home is an eye-catching, is an opportunity. But from what I'm understanding, my, my my opinion, this is just my opinion, the Western African either scared or they feel that there's no foundation for them to go back home. How would you, that you are based in Ghana right now and you're doing well, you're very successful back home, how would you, what would you say for Western and African that we are here now, that we are young, what would you say to them? What is your advice? What is your key skill for them? Because as what you're saying, to go back home, we are the generation, we need to go back home. What we've learned, each one of us here, we need to go back home and implement that. But how, what would you say? Mm. What's your opinion? I, I like the part that you said I'm very successful in <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the journey. <laughs> so, so yes, I think we've touched on the first thing, going home yeah. and assessing the environment. When, when we say, you know, Africa, people of Africa descent should come home, it doesn't mean they should relocate. No. That's not the idea. Yeah. Just to come around, look at what is there, look at the opportunities and all that. Yeah. How you can contribute. Yeah. You understand? So, of course, um, uh, being in a Western country and going to Africa, there's a bad difference. Absolutely. You understand? In terms of transport, in terms of, 
you know, the ease of getting things. It's there. So people that are being asked to come back home are people that one want to contribute. So despite the obstacles that you may you may face, because it's there, that's the truth. Because the two economies are not the same. The level of development in Europe is not the same as Africa or Ghana. Mm. So of course there will be some challenges. But the call is for people who want to give their quota to where they, they, they come from. So people who want to invest and they know I'm going to face some challenges, but I wouldn't let you know transport issue be an obstacle for me. Some mm-hmm. people go there and they are because the transport system is not like maybe Europe, mm-hmm. they give up. Yeah. Then you are not there to invest. Yeah. So if you want to invest in Africa, you have to have that mindset that this is what I want to do. In in every uh, business, even in Europe, you face challenges. Yes. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're afraid of challenges and you easily give up, then you know you wouldn't. You may not be able to, you know, as it were, be successful. One other thing is also partnership. You are very new to the environment, so coming home is to meet people, partner, and look around. So there are certain things, things that people who are there may, you know, have more knowledge on, and let you let's do it with, and it will ease, you know, some of your 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 difficulty coming from another. People then people might say the trust. I, I don't know why people say that. Um, there's no group of people who are more trusting than the other. That's, that's a fact. You know yeah. that. That's so, just human nature. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's like how we box people and stereotype them. That these people are like that, blacks are like that, white are like that, Africans are but like that. Let, let me give a bit of context to what Ali's saying though. Mm. So I agree with, sure. with what you're saying. Mm. But a bit of context of what Ali's saying yeah. is because... A lot of the Africans in the Western world, right. it's like, for instance, they might set up some sort of, let's, I don't know, building a house per se, or starting off a business. And they might have trusted friends or family members that they might actually be using. So in regards to that partnership, it depends on how you want to see the partnership. It could be that money is flowing in their hands and giving them a bit of money to sustain their life or whatever. Not. But I guess in general, what I've seen around me is that people are always complaining about the specific people that that money is running through. They, A, maybe not doing that job, or be spending too much standard. So I guess it's coming from that context of when people are trying to bridge the gap from here yeah. and trying to do something without actually being on the ground right. and that trust. But I do take that point on, on sure. board. Anywhere of yeah. any walk yeah. of life, yeah. trust but, is a but problem. Just to just add on to that, because the standard of living in Africa is different from here. So, of course, um, you may have experienced one or two issues uh, pertaining to giving funds to somebody to invest and all that. That is why you need to come and build a partnership. Okay. You know, there are people in Africa who have also sent money to people in Europe to, for a project, and they've also spent the money. So, so it's about you building a partnership, you coming there first, you know, understanding the environment, getting partners, and having a legal entity, I mean, legal agreement. If, for instance, you want to do something. If you come to Ghana, for instance, you want to invest, and you have, you know, partners, you have the right contact and all that. It's, it's more secure than you sitting here sending you know money to a friend yeah yeah to to do something for you you know it's it's, it's quite dangerous that way yeah. perspectives different views one voice um i guess i guess you mentioned legal then the, the legal side of things mm-hmm. and i wonder how the rule of law actually kind of works not that it doesn't work but i just wonder how that works here or the challenges that one might face so there are scenarios where someone might want to acquire land. So in regards to the investment, it could be seen in multiple ways. It could be maybe someone that grew up in Ghana like myself that wants to go back to Central or want to try to set up some stuff there. 
So in relation to that, you might want to buy some land, maybe you want a home, you want to build a home in Africa, that kind of stuff. So I guess the question I'm asking is that the people that want to do that journey of maybe having like, let's, let's say some sort of holiday home or retirement home in Africa, and the legalities around maybe land ownership or even the question that you put before regarding rental and how that kind of works. So one scenario could be buying the land, how that kind of works and the challenges around that. The other scenario could be rental, even if you've agreed upfront, so let's say three years and you've paid upfront, what does that actually mean? If there's something broken, would your landlord come and fix it? Or all those kind of stuff, just to give a bit of thing for people that might be wanting to do that journey yeah. from that aspect yeah. of things. Of course, um, I can't deny that there are land issues in Ghana. You know, um, the fact that in Africa, the land most of the time is owned by the family. Yeah. And that creates, that's what creates you know, the problem. Maybe you have seven, seven siblings, and one person goes to sell to one person, you know, the other. You know, the other yeah, issues. most sold my land without yeah. telling yeah, nonsense guy and spend the money. Yeah, that's that. But <laughs> it's not, it's, they, are, they are legal processes, you know, that also try to re, uh, restrain people from, you know, selling land to multiple people and all that. And there are the new entities and companies who sell land. And so for me, it's also, from what I said earlier, it boils down to the network that you build, the right people that you, you do business with. If you go to Ghana now, and maybe you go to an individual that looking for land to buy, you understand, you may find yourself in, in, in some difficulty. But if, you, you you want to buy a property, you go to the net. I mean, from here, you search, you know, credible companies, you know, that build, build flats, build apartments, and they have property to sell. Of course, the price will be different. Mm. But then you get you get a genuine property, exactly. Because there are mortgages from, as well. Yes, yeah. there are mortgages yeah. that even banks finance for and all that. So it, it's, it's you getting to know the environment one. You know, a lot, a lot of people who, or some of the people who find themselves in some of this situation are people who are here. They follow friends and family mm. who also go looking for land, you know, asking, you know, those kind of, yeah. So sometimes the process, sometimes the process. If you buy it through a reputable... Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, because you, again, yeah, because I'm glad you said that because I know what you find is a lot of people naturally you want to cut corners or go save to money. things yeah. and save money. But I always say the same question, what would you do if you were here in the UK? Mm. Normally you don't actually really listen to friends or family, you go to a professional, right? Sure. Mm. Um, and you need to have that same mentality as right. well when you go back home. Um, so that's one of the things I always tell people, encourage people is that don't try cut corners because sometimes it's actually right. going to land you in a worse situation. It's a, it's a stigma there yeah, because when we are here, we seem to go through a process. But when we, as soon as we know we're saying it's back home, we want to cook. Some cool. Yeah. That's the stigma. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I, I agree. Know. I don't know why. I agree, but we have to say here, and I'm always wanting to think, like, I love my country, but we understand that the processes sometimes does not work for because even people in official capacity might not follow that process. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that because I've personally experienced this, mm. where I went to Ghana. I went to the Ghana High Commission office in the UK, got partnership with people that I need to see in Ghana. And the minute I got to Ghana and I started having those conversations, it was very difficult to get anything done. Yeah. Right. So I do understand that there are processes, and I totally agree with Patrick. In regards to some of these land ownership, there are so many different ways you could do it. Like going through people that actually, like they buy a whole estate, they buy like a development, 
and you could buy a plot there and you could build there or you could get a mortgage. Those are really good avenues. But I must say, though, sometimes through those fish lines as well, it could be very, very stressful. stressful. But it goes back to the thing, the point that was made before. You need to understand your environment and understand that going into this market, these are some of the challenges. So going back to the stuff that you said, overcoming those challenges and how invested you are to invest in Africa, you should be able to overcome that as an entrepreneur. So that, yeah. that's why I'll put that. I mean, just one way around what you just said. I know because I had the same issue as well. But um, I actually was in touch with a lawyer over there and they helped me navigate through the government entities or whatever. Um, and sometimes I feel people shouldn't be afraid to use that channel. Try the legal side because then people do kind of act a bit more no, correctly in Africa in what they're supposed yeah, to do. I, I, I think, as I said earlier, the process works in Africa. Yeah. But mm. in terms of um, the, the timing, you know, in yeah. Europe, things are very swift. The processes are very swift. Yeah. You understand? In Africa, it may take a while. And yeah. people will want to fast track those processes. And they rather quit, you know, the problem. Yeah, yeah sure. If you want to stick to the process, you will get it done. But maybe you may not have it, you know, fast track as you want it. Yeah. You understand? So the process is there. And a lot of the processes now are being automated. automated. You know, process of acquiring passports, other you know, clear your goals and all that. So that it takes away the bureaucracy aspect of it to reduce the turnaround time for some of these things. But for, for someone coming from EU, his experience of the process will be different yeah. and he might be frustrated. So that's why partnership is very important. I, I, I think it's more yeah. to do with managing expectations. Exactly. Yeah. I think just going back on the stuff that you guys are saying, I totally agree. A process could be, if you want to wait end-to-end, it could take you three months to clear something. The reason why I say that is because, yes, and understand the fast-track aspect, but when you are doing business and you have a container sitting in in the yard, and and this is this, I'm talking about this from a personal experience-wise, and you have a container sitting in the yard, and then you're trying to go to official line trying to understand that, that what do you need to do, how do you... I'm sorry, but to be waiting three months... Or four months to wait for that process to I'm sorry, that 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 to me is very difficult. Let me add yeah, to that. Yeah. So so it's not that I'm not saying that I should know yeah. and I should try to find ways to handle that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that current process, that assist process, it needs to be finished. So one thing could be that that's the assets process. And like in this country, how they make money even for passport is that they have a fast track. Yes. You just pay more money and they'll give you a turnaround. So for instance, I will know the turnaround. To say that if I choose this this line, it's going to take me X amount of time. Yeah. So when I'm shipping my products, I know that doing this process is going to take me X amount of time. So I budget that in because you need to really understand when you are doing business and you want a quick turnaround because the return on investment is very important for you to then reinvest. Yeah. You have to know these things like in writing. That's what makes it easier. But what I'm saying here is that in some of these processes, these some of it's not so outlined in regards to how long it will yeah. take. I'm not saying it's never going to happen. It will happen as in you will get it done. But the question is, how long would let that me, take? Let me add to that as well. When you do the process, this is the catching pit Africa needs to stop. When that process is going through three months, you will apply and you say, pay more money. And you apply and you say, pay more money. And the time you're on the third month, they say you apply and you have to pay more money. So by the time you add it all that free month, you are spent a lot of money. 
And that's what I don't like. And you know, I feel like a traitor. I feel like a traitor. I'm sorry, but I hate that. So, so, so back to my first point. Yes, we all need to visit the environment. Yes, because a lot of the things that we are saying are not the reality on the ground. The fast track passport. There's a fast track. No, that's for a passport thing. No, I mean for other process. An example. And there's no way you go in for. A service and somebody will come and say pay this and come back and say unless you yourself you are you know you are taking the other routes i'm coming yeah, to definitely. You understand? so um as i said earlier the process is not as we can't compare europe some of the processes in europe to africa but for instance back to kujo's example if you're an importer and you imported a, a, a container goods and you understand the environment that in ghana even that process has been automated now, you know, the clearing and all that. In Ghana, it takes, it takes two weeks or one week to clear goods. You will understand the environment. As a business person, it helps you to strategize. Mm. It helps mm. you to plan. Mm. That this environment, maybe UK takes two days. In Ghana, it takes a week. Okay, this is the environment I'm dealing with. So this is how I'm going to play my cards as a business. So you understand the environment. And then also you mitigate exactly. as well. So exactly. if it's a week, you give like yes. two or three it, extra it, days. Exactly. And if we, we I'm, all I'm come not, on board, it will get to a time we also do like, if uh, UK is doing two days, we also be doing two days. Yeah. <laughs> For me, you the know, only thing I'll say is that as long as it's outlined, so you as a business person, you know. What I'm saying here is that from my experience, from some of these channels, it wasn't outlined. I didn't know how long it was going to take for that process end to end. That's the only no, thing I'm saying, no, because no. if it's outlined to me, no, whether outlined. it takes three months or not, yeah. I should know how to get right. around that. Right. Yeah. So, so I agree with that. So the information just... is also very important. Yeah. To get the, yeah. The information. So as long as you're going into this, you're doing that and they're saying, look, it takes this long, sure. then you know how you need to manage yeah. that. Because as a business owner, you need to know how to do these things. Sure. It's part and parcel of mitigating. Perspectives, different views, one voice. We, African, the Western, going back. The challenges that we're going to be facing is in more of our other countries are coming to Africa. Is there challenge? Is there challenges we want to face on that? There's a lot of competition. Like for example, you've got the Asian part are coming. You've got part of the Europeans are coming. You've got the Americans are coming. What are what is it for us as an African? We going back. What kind of advantage is there or disadvantage that we're going to encounter? Um, yes, I, I, I just, I, I'm sure this, this will be for the government officials, but I have a slide <laughs> idea on it that I'll, I'll touch on that. Of course, uh, there are certain requirements for uh, investors who are not Ghanaian in terms of capital, in terms of size of you know, your business and all that. And it's also different from Ghanaians. There are even certain areas of business that if you're foreigner, you can, you can you know, go into, which are very you know, retail related. So, so there's no entry if you're non-Ghanaian. No, no, no. So of course the 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 whole idea about investment is we we want people to come in to put in place uh, structures or companies that will employ people that will impact the economy. Yes. Yeah. So for instance, if a Ghanaian has a tabletop, you know, kind of retail selling biscuits and all that, we don't want. Africa is not looking for. Investors will come and also set up table and sell two biscuits, packs of biscuits and all that. You understand? So, of course, as an investor coming, there are certain levels that you can play. As a Ghanaian, you also have certain levels that, you know, you can you can play. Partnership, there are certain areas that 
even as a foreigner, you need to have Ghanaian partners to, to, to go into. Do you right. know the regulations? Just no, I, I, I don't have Just adding to that point. I know, I know in somewhere like Angola, right. um, you can't own a business without having 50% of the business owned by an Angolan citizen. Is it? And that's what I was just going to add to that, because even when I did set up a business in Ghana, like we literally officially registered it, and you can't have a foreign, for a foreigner, they need to have a Ghanaian person on board. Yeah, and if you don't, yeah, there is a different, yeah, there's a different like pricing structure that you need to pay, and it will be way higher than someone. Look, the, 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 the same whole idea thing. is for people to come in and, and, and impact the environment. Yes, yeah. You can't come in and be doing basically nothing. You understand? Basically, not in terms of investment. So, yeah. if you want to invest, then you need to, you know, do something uh, that would actually impact as well. well. I, I read an article that say the Chinese are coming and they are overtaking. They're bringing their own laborers on board, doing the infrastructure, and then once they train them, they're not allowing the people that own the country to understand what they've done. And then some from there, they will just stay within the region and then just take over. That's what I'm hearing in Africa. That's what's happening now. From what you're experiencing, is that something happening? Um, you know how, how news goes. But, you know, um, what I've experienced is um, there were some issues around, you know, um, Chinese people going to the segments that I just talked about. Typically, as I said, as an investor, you don't want an investor coming and setting up a tabletop kind of you know business mm. then what sort of investments are you bringing because they come in with a notion that they come to invest and understand their tax wave wave waivers and all that if you are coming in to invest you yeah. know i don't i don't know that time. Mm. but i know if you're an investor to promote you you are coming and you helping the country yeah there are certain things that is also done to support you so if you're an investor you come in and you also do what everybody if you apply i mean you employ one or two people, you do just a, a, a one shop selling padlocks and keys, you know. So there's been issues where the citizens were saying, guys, governments, you need to enforce this this law because there's a clear demarcation that, you know, as an investor, there are certain things that, yeah. you know, you can you can be doing. Yeah. yeah. And and a few things about Kalamse and all that. But yeah. um, I think the focus of the discussion What's is... sorry. So it's it's mining, uh, you know, illegal mining of like it's not illegal, no, it's, but it's just mining of gold. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So 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 I, I think the most important thing that we need to focus now is how we can what are the opportunities, what we can do, what, how we as people of African descent outside Africa, how we can invest in Africa, you understand, and also help shape the next generation of of Africa. Uh, I mean, the Africans and the economy, and even the. Um, Can I add something? Yeah, because no, just going on from what you just said, because yeah. I, I do encourage a lot of people to visit a lot of diaspora networks that you'll find for Ghana. You've got UK trade conventions, and they happen all over the world. It can be one for Ghana, it can be for Uganda, it can be for Nigeria. And I, I believe the whole point of those kind of conventions is one, you get to actually talk to people that are on the ground in those countries, get an idea of what you right. invest in and how that would work, and also build partnerships and also meet other people like yourself that could be in the UK that want to invest back yeah. home. 
and then so you've got someone else that you can work with to invest back home as well so yeah definitely visit any diaspora network perspectives different views one voice well what i was going to ask is that for as, as as some sort of secondary kind of research you could have someone that's right now thinking about some sort of industries that they might want to invest in in africa from your like obviously living there and looking at the how the structure of the countries what are some of the industries that you say that they might be booming or they might be the industries to look to look into to maybe look at investment kind of opportunities within yeah, those industries of course the, um, there are a lot of as i said there are a lot of opportunities in africa um if you take the west um, there are a lot of companies so the, the west is actually getting choked now the opportunities are in africa and it, it, it cuts across a lot of areas for me as i said earlier because of the the infrastructure development and all that not being at par with with you if you are investing then you have to invest in, and if you, you have to ensure that you are willing to you know um uh, go in as an entrepreneur uh you're likely to face um, one or two challenges but you're willing not to give up and also um you're able to uh as it were partner people to ensure that you know whatever you want to undertake is successful in terms of investment opportunities there are a lot of them you also need to have passion what you want to do yeah, because that was to keep you going when you know um they are setting bureaucratic process or they are certainly that it's taking longer than you expect if you have interest passion in what you're doing you're able to overcome all those things our great gas alone is one big area in africa in talking about quick even in, if you talk about agriculture to africans you know uh, africans who are coming up they try to shy away from it because what the mindset is, is you know the usual old cutlass and all kind of breeding but now there are a lot of technology that we can it can be deployed to agriculture that you don't need even to go to the farm no. a typical example is now the use of satellites to even you know monitor the farm test the soil texture um look at where there's more need for uh, irrigation where there are uh, uh, pest infestation, you know, it's 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 that kind of that kind of investment, yeah. that kind of that level of you know participation that African needs. So, for instance, it's it's not about going to buy a land as as you know an entrepreneur from you. You just saying okay. Yeah, so I don't right. want to interrupt. I just right. want to say, is there any particular industries that mm. like could it be? Um, so I'll give you an example here. Um, we have, let's say, a lot of young ladies that like the whole fashion, nail, clothing, whatever. Is there any industries in Africa that you've identified or noticed that are really growing really well that someone here could try and replicate over there? Yes, so, so exactly what I was saying. So uh, in terms of the industry, um, I've talked about, I think Agri- Agri- is that yeah, agriculture is yeah, yeah, in just, I'll just try to uh, explain the sort of you know uh, investment or the sort of partnership that people can 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 go into. I'm not just thinking that if I'm going to agriculture, I'm going to um, you know do the the sowing and harvesting and all that. But you can you can just have the technology and okay. use that to partner with farmers. Because yeah. it's a huge thing. Exactly. It is. Yes, it you is. can just partner with farmers. Yeah. It's not about 
pumping money there, just yeah. having the technology, saying this is the partnership that I want to develop. We'll ensure that your farm, you know, is intact by giving you this kind of you know service, ensuring that you know wherever um, there are any issues, pest infestation, where where there, there are, there's a need to weed, I have all that data, I have market readily available. Yeah. So or even I want to invest in fertilizer for you. So you have the land, you have the farm, you will do it. I'll provide this kind of service. After that, we have a contract. After that, I have the market. And this is how we're going to split it. Yeah. You understand? So those level of investment, those level of, you know, um, um, entrepreneurship. Because, what, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Because agriculture in Africa is quite lacking. In a sense, it's quite lacking because a lot of the villagers want to come in the city, in the town. And they're, they're neglecting the village, and that's where most of the 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 development are in. And then when foreigners are seeing that, they want to go to Africa to go more to the village and mm. and, and mm. implement that. Because if you know it's about Africa, it's quite huge. So when you start off from the village and you make your way to the city, then you capture Africa within itself or the region or that. For example, Ghana, because I know a friend that actually are doing a business in Ghana and they're doing agriculture. So they're selling pigs and cows right. and chicken. And it's not to say they have to sell or do a, a, a plantation. No, you can do animals. Right. And then from that animals, it, 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 it reproduce and then they take it to the market or they make more contracts and all of that. This is what Africans, because in my country, for example, in Sierra Leone, once, when we had the war 2000 and then it stopped, and within 10 years, people start realizing people are starting to move from the village and go into the city. Yeah. And then who's going to reproduce the, the agriculture or, or make farm? There was not enough people to do that because, and then that's when we was lacking of food and starvation. So then obviously other people go right now, they want to, they want to develop, they want to create a new city in, in Sierra Leone. So when people have moved from that village, is allowed a lot of opportunity for land, which is not is not is not need is not used. So because of that, is people just come in and trying to invest because they have they've signed the contract already to do the the, the 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 city based on that just on agriculture. And then what is it that what we don't understand in African Western world need us when it comes to agriculture because there's going to be a time because their soil here is not good. Everything that we're eating here is not good. So most of the stuff that we do get, they do get, is in Africa. If you've noticed now in Tesco, Sainsbury's, even Waitrose, even Marks and Spencer, they're selling like, like Maggie, palm oil, right. all of this stuff that Africans, before 10 years ago, they never used to sell it. Sure. But now the they're selling it. So these are the kind of stuff I understand what you're getting at. Because we need to be able to capture yeah, agriculture. Yeah, agriculture yeah. is the key point for sure. Africa. Once yeah. you lose that, that's it. Right. And, and I think the focus for Africa is to take it to a commercial level. Yes. You yeah. know, it's because of the technological, you know, um, hindrance. Yes. Most farm managers yeah. subject to just small kind of farming. But it is taking to, you know, there, there are this kind of investment, technological, you know, assistance yeah. and all that. The market in Africa is huge. The products, they are purely organic. And people want to pay price for it, even yeah. higher price for it. The other thing, uh, other areas, the e-commerce is also fast-growing industry in Ghana. 
okay. developing apps and interfaces that links, you know, customers to, you know, um, um, customers to, let's say, uh, producers, let's say, for lack of a better word. One of the big areas, uh, even if we take the financial institution, is even developing apps, payment system that's it's just uh, phone-based, mobile money and all that. It's, yeah. it's huge now. You understand? Developing apps that can, can you can eat apps, you know, let's say miniature Amazon and all that. You can go there and get everything that you need. You can have apps that link, you know, uh, uh, passengers to drivers to reduce traffic. You know, uh, Germany. Sorry. Patrick, yeah. is, this, is this in Kenya? Yes, it started in Kenya, That's but it. it's almost all of Africa. Oh, really? It's a big yes, mm -hmm. So you can you can send money to even your your grandmother in the village with the, with just a phone, you know. Yeah. And the person will go there. There'll be that you can keep money on it. You can send money, receive money, and all oh, that. MTN and Mango and, and, and no, all the all the telcos yeah. are actually on it. Mm -hmm. And and those are the things that the the. the uh, as development, the e-commerce aspect, and all that, you understand, and it will help reduce a lot of the things that um, are in Africa. And from where you guys sit, I mean, or from people who are outside Africa, once you come there, you have eye for detail. I mean, in terms of what you've experienced, yes, yes, to say what are some of the challenges here, and those are the areas that you need, you, you need to take advantage of. Yeah. And now we are saying, you know, transport is a big issue wouldn't be able to catch the bars on time and all that. That's an area for investors. Yes. You understand? Yeah. It, it, it may take a, a simple thing in mind, sense as developing an app to even link some drivers, not commercial drivers. Yes. Even private drivers who are going to certain routes with potential other drivers who want to leave their cars behind. Yes. Yeah. Like blah blah in, you know, some European countries and all that. So those are the areas. You need to be there to Actually, do your own feasibility study to see there's a gap here, there's a gap here. And that's what an entrepreneur does. You see an opportunity, you see something that is a deficiency in the, in the system, then that's where you see an opportunity to correct it, to invest in the. And that's why, you know, the call for people who are outside to come because they experience different environments. The world over developed by picking best practices from, you know, other countries. Once upon a time, you know, Africans were, were taking to go and develop other other places. Yeah. The strong, you know, the, those were smart. We're taking to go and help develop other places. It's also time for us to bring whatever we came from. Oh, it's learning best practice. Perspectives, different views, one voice. I was going to ask a question because you mentioned um, e-commerce and then you mentioned some of the stuff to do with apps. And even you mentioned maybe building up some sort of platform that the whole like linking Amazon to you, all that kind of stuff. And one of our colleagues had a question just around how internet is kind of changing trading in Africa. So I wonder how that kind of shaping, because I'm, I'm guessing from some of the accounts that you mentioned, I'm guessing there's like entrepreneurs that are kind of like building platform, but internet in general, how's that kind of shaping trading in Africa? That internet is, is actually, uh... It's actually what is driving the new growth in Africa hmm. because um, everybody needs or customers needs the ease of um, whatever service that is involving you know getting whatever service they need so if you take every 
almost every aspect of, of, of the economy. And for people to also be about the competition, you need to be able to deploy internet, I mean, uh, uh, to, as it were, ensure you are on top of the game. If you come to the banking industry, of course, everything now, you understand, everything now is actually at the fingertips of a customer based on internet you can you can virtually open an account on your phone you understand we're talking about transfers now you can you can do transfers on your phone without going to 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 even the banking environment so in every you know uh, aspect of of the economy things are being automated as i example that cited claiming of goods automated you know uh, applying for everything is so driving innovation yes yeah Uber and other things are all, you know, they are all lying on the internet to, to, to as it were, push their, their, their services, real estate. Now we can sit here and, and get a mortgage, you understand, apply for a mortgage in Africa. It's all, it's, it's all based on the internet. It's not yes. a bad idea at all. There are offshore accounts, you know, mm-hmm. there are offshore accounts that you can sit here and have and, 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 and get other services. So it's what's actually driving, you know, driving uh, the good. Mm. That's the future, you know, because everybody wants ease every customer. If you want to get your customer on board or not to leave you, it's based on how fast and the ease in, in giving that yes and all people people say. Perspectives, different views, one voice. I did want to touch on something before we wrap up, and um, I know that you're in the whole banking industry. Is that right? In Ghana, the banking. Yes. Yes. Um, so in terms of someone that is, let's say, a Ghanaian citizen, but here in the UK, what access to funds could they access from the banking system in Ghana to develop a business, or, or how would someone go about doing that? Mm. So, so uh, earlier on coming in, I told Kujo I'm not here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying your familiarity. Yeah, yeah. yes, you know, yeah. my own capacity. But um, for for the banking environment, there there are opportunities. You yeah. know, recently, um, uh, the government of Ghana increased the minimum capital to have more robust. You know, bank who can finance a lot of bigger projects and all that. Then there there's huge competition in the banking industry. I may not sit here and be able to tell you if you come, the bank will give you this rate or that rate. Yeah, you understand. But then it, it starts with the conversation. It starts, it starts with coming down. It starts with building a network to understand yeah. the environment and speaking with uh, the relevant people to understand even the sort of investment you're into. Yeah, you understand. Or the, the how huge, sorry, how huge your investment is yeah. to be able to negotiate a rate for you. Yeah, you understand. Because some bank will be willing to negotiate a very good deal with, with you if your projects. Is, is is actually also profitable with huge amount that yeah because because I, I i basically recently i wanted to go and basically do like promotions raves and stuff mm. back there but for me i was on the premises where i only wanted to do it on a basis where i could have some kind of payment terminals in terms of the, any of the venues or the events that i had and the struggles that i had was Getting a merchant license to um, to set that up in time because I was also on a time restraint um, in time for the event so that let's say anyone that's wants to buy drinks or whatever and stuff 
I wanted to do it as a strictly no cash event. So you just pay by card, pay by card, and doing that. And I and I and I struggled setting up that kind of infrastructure. Um, so I, I was just wondering in terms no, of the, the, so so as I as I said Africa. Mm-hmm. I don't know which part of Africa, but uh, or which uh, part of town in Africa that you know, or which even bank was involved. Yeah. You understand? So um, this competition, huge competition, and there are a lot yeah. of there are a lot of you know advancements in terms of uh, even the banking system. Yeah. Right. Where now we are facing out even the tellers, where you go self service and all that. Mm. All post post. I mean, system for you to use your cars and all that. They are, they are there. If you, yeah. if you come often to, you know, some of these countries, you, you go to restaurants, other shops, they, they have the facilities there. So as I said, if, for, for instance, in your case, you went to a particular bank and you're not getting that service or, you know, they, they've not guaranteed you that, that service or your experience with them mm-hmm. wasn't that good. Yeah. It's, a matter of, it's a matter of getting a reliable, more reliable. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, in, in, in my situation, I accept my personal um, expectations were not correct to what was available. Right. So I wanted it in, like, let's say, within a month, sure. this and this in place and stuff. When did you but then I understand that it takes a lot longer, especially me coming from the outside. Right. So I, I know someone locally probably could have done it exactly. quicker exactly. and set that all up. And it is there already. It's yeah. not like I was asking for something yeah. that wasn't there. Yeah. Because the, even the KYT for foreigners are different. Yes, exactly. Yes. But when did you go? That was the question. Oh, so I was trying to do something for New Year's. Exactly. Um, so yeah, now what, what Patrick is saying is is changed. So within that period, it was oh, just... This is a few months ago, right? Yeah, but <laughs> a few months is still something. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I think what he's saying is he now knows that it takes longer than yeah. 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 in terms of turnaround time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, the expectation yeah. was different. I was, I was trying it to It just goes it back to the stuff. So, so, yeah. so, so the other issue would be, if you ask me, is, yeah. so for instance, if you go to a bank A, and they say they can deploy that service mm. in two weeks' time, you understand? Yeah. And you, you, you go to bank B, you are likely, and you... you also pitch whatever yeah, you uh, want. Yeah. You understand? Because it's, it's a competitive environment. Yeah. In you know, in Ghana now, I think most of the most of the processes are changing one because of competition alone. Okay. You understand? The turnaround time and all that yeah. are changing because of competition. Because your next your next uh, neighbor or the next uh, bank or the next company will keep to the customer at a faster rate based on whatever the customers can get. Yeah. So as I said, you need to understand the environment. You need yeah. to have partnership and say, okay, we want this in a week's time. Now the banks are saying they can do it, or the company, this company is saying it can do it in a month's time. You can pitch the same to company B. This is what I'm bringing. This is the offer that I'm getting. Are you able to do better? Yeah. 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 So yes. Is there a credit? The credit report. Credit reports, yes, that's the 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 it's a requirement actually. Because my manager said I'm gonna go, I'm not gonna yes. go, bankers will not give me the money without me checking on me. This is it's a requirement by the central bank. Okay. Yeah. That you, you get your credit report before we are going for facility. Okay. It's, it's part of the, the check. So that's why I've said we need to visit and understand the environment. Yeah. Sometimes we, we may think there are a lot of things that are not there, but 
you miss a year you go and there's so many different yeah, things I, say that. I guess the only thing i would like to ask is from western when you say investment because the investment that we're talking about here sounds it sounds like large yeah. large-scale investments right. here and i don't want to scare away people that are thinking yeah, of yeah. starting something and then building it up and all those kind of stuff i'm guessing that's not what you're saying but you're just saying finding a gap that that would kind of sustain something so um to your question in terms of um, the sort of investment yeah we can exhaust the list of investment opportunities in africa here and it also depends on the person who wants to invest and the sort of you know uh the sort of um, the level of investment that a person would, would would need to do so we're not scaring people you just want to say just look at the opportunities and see the ones that's you have the zeal for and the ones that you have the skills for the one that you have the funds for then you go into it so there are several you know opportunities perspectives different views one voice can i just ask the last wrapping up question just the impact of um year of return on the ground that's in you were you were around doing the whole because it was the whole year anyway but you were around doing the whole december period and stuff isn't it? what is the impact for yourself like in regards to some of the industries so because I watch a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of people saying, yeah, there was boom in this. For yourself being on the ground, what was it like for you? I think the impact was across board. You know, from people first landing. Of course, traffic was more in terms of flights and all that. Country gained a lot. In terms of the cab drivers, you know, in terms of the hotel industry, in terms of food, in terms of bands, the number of... Um, uh, if you like um, um, fees and commissions that they got from people using mm. their, their their visas and you understand their visas and all that it was it was it was across it was across because um, once you're in a country you eat you if you are lucky and you have family then you're not you know uh, lodging the hotel if you are lodging you pay if you go out you pay for car you engage in, with people a lot of them who came also. Well, initially, you know, the what I call this, uh, the media or social media mindset of, of Africa also had, you know, a transformation and, yeah. and there were opportunities mm. for people mm. like that. There were opportunities for people to actually who wanted to national become national of mm. Ghana, like nationality. Yes, yes, yeah. they got the opportunity. In in uh, uh, where I work, I, I I met with one of them. We we had a session where we needed someone, a clinical, a clinician, clinical psychologist to come up. And she was, she came up. She was like, "Oh, you are my first group that I'm meeting. I I just got my uh, citizenship, citizenship, you know, uh, uh, just a month ago, you mm -hmm. know." So, um, and and those who also came, those who also came, also um, realized that you know a lot of things that they've heard, a lot of things that they've heard about Africa and all that were not the case. So yeah. most of them actually, you know, are likely to come back. Okay. You know, Excellent. a lot of them are beautiful. A lot of them, you know, made partnership. I mean, the partnership deals with with other people. They made friends. They, you know, so it's 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 a good thing to, as it were, travel as people say. Uh, sometimes we we don't we don't move around, and our opinion is just based on what we see on TV or what we read, which is very skewed. You know, sometimes. Yeah, most times. Yeah, totally yeah. Okay. No, yeah, no, I know, I know. You've got countries that are 
where I've been for World Cup, just to bring the mm. traffic yeah, in and yeah, yeah. The, the infrastructure yeah. and what it does to just your normal cab person mm. that now has more players coming mm. through yeah. to your green grocer or whoever. Everybody wins mm. if, 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 if you've got that economy booming like that. So yeah, I can imagine. And then and, and the city's gone up as well now as well, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The, I think in twenty twenty is the fastest growing. Right. Oh, is the yeah the fastest growing currency? Yeah, It's also gave entrepreneur, entrepreneurs more ideas mm. because now people were looking for like more hotels. You understand? People were booking in six months, three months hotels. Most hotels were booked. Yeah. Yes. I told him, man. Yeah, He's got plans to do Airbnb because of the right, traffic that's so, going to the country. So, so, so yeah. So if an investor look at him like, yeah, that's an opportunity, opportunity right there. Because this is going to be, you know, I think yearly. Yeah. And yeah. I understand other African countries are also looking at it because it's a, yeah, you know, a good opportunity for Africa. And I pray to get to a time where we'll have like an Afri- African block, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of celebration. Yeah. Year yeah. of return, yeah. West Africa, Year of return, you know, Central, Year of return, Africa. You yeah. know? So, so that's we can, opportunity we can for move us. around yeah. and all yeah. 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 Sure, sure, opportunity sure. for us to set up mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, that's good. I think Nigeria, it's the door return. I'm not sure of how they did that, is, but I've heard of the door return. What is that? Is that even? I'm not, I'm not even throwing shades. Is this? Oh my god! <laughs> <goodness. laughs> that, that. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, I'll take that out. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I'm generally. I'm not too sure whether that's a real thing or not. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen the documentation. and It yeah, looks yeah, real, yeah, but yeah, I don't know yeah, whether yeah, that's yeah, a real thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. I can confirm, but I've seen it on you know social oh, media. Yeah, social media. There's been a lot. On the internet, people go now. You see. You see it. Yeah. <laughs> Perspectives. Different views, one voice. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, that's been a really interesting conversation. I mean, I've definitely learned a lot in terms of the preconceptions of returning back home and going to Africa for investments or opportunity opportunities. I think definitely the number one key thing learned is you need to go there and see everything firsthand on the ground. Um, literally go there physically and to see how things work yeah. and exactly how things will run before mm. starting up anything or doing anything like that. So, yeah, no, it's excellent. I mean, what do you, how, how would you guys like to end this off? Um, <clears throat> for me, Patrick, um, as one of our guests, is um, highlight what's important thing is to go there, stop having your own assumption and stop thinking about what the media is saying. Well, I think I've touched based on this before one of our episodes. I'm seeing Africa I'm seeing Africa as Wakanda in a few years' time. So maybe within that aspect of it is for us Africans that are in this Western world to try and realise and capture what we have. Because we don't want to go back and start saying the outsiders are taking us our land or our stuff. That would be naive of us. So, thank you, Patrick, to hope to be here, and um, especially that you know Ghana well more than us because you're there. And this this um, topic is very educational because it's eye-opening now, and I'm sure our listeners won't be scared by what the media are saying or what people are saying. Just go. If you want to be here for one week, two months, six months or whole year, just go and then an experience. Whatever you want to do, you pause it and you come back and then you take it from there. But don't leave it too late. You know, don't leave it too late. It might be our loss because Africa is the motherhood.
Yeah, I think, yeah. I just echo a lot of the stuff that you guys have said. Nothing much to add, but I think I watched an interview by Akon, who's doing a lot of um, good things in Africa, and he literally said, like, what are you here doing, like, if you're not investing in Africa? It doesn't make any sense. I feel like in every generation, you always hear people saying, invest in it, invest in it. It becomes like a Bitcoin conversation anyway. Invest, 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 you don't invest. By the time you realise, it's just gone past you. So I just feel like we have to be switched on and know exactly what's going on in Africa and be part of that movement. Because we are all Africans at the end of the day. So we need to be part of that and bring in that knowledge kind of transfer that Patrick mentioned before, how we could sustain that. Okay, so, so just uh, to conclude, as I said earlier on, we, we need to, to visit, we need to go to Africa or Ghana specifically to understand, to do our own assessment uh, based on our interests and the area that we want to invest in. So the, the notion of going back to Africa or investing back in a specific country in Africa is not actually, most of the time it comes across as um, you know, a charity kind of uh, a plea that people please come back, but it's just because of the opportunities there. You know, we, I think the whole notion is if you invest in your own backyard or your own, your own home, it's better than, you know, foreigners coming to invest. But there's no barrier to foreigners coming. But at least people who are African should come because the opportunity is there. Just imagine Africa is the only continent that has sun, the sun, you know, almost everything. Well, what have, have we done to solar, you know, technology? You understand? But if we are not doing, going back, we are not learning those skills to go back. An investor will just go there, build a huge plant, and be taking, you know, or the, the profit and revenue and ship back to his own country. But if Africans who are outside invest in those opportunities, you know, still stays in Africa. But Africa is open not only for Africans, but everybody. But it's better for you to invest in your own home or backyard and, you know, somebody else coming to benefit from, from the opportunities. Yeah. All right. Um, well, thank you for listening. Thank you very much, Patrick, for coming and joining us today. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. And um, thank yeah, thank you for our listeners. If you've got any questions or if there's anything that you say, we'll give you Patrick's email address. Send it to him. Do get in touch and ask us, and, and we can try and help in any way possible.